This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, Emma. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I am good. I am good. Thank you. Are you suffering from eco-anxiety today? Uh, sometimes I feel overwhelmed with all this going on. Uh, yeah. 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 I do, too. I do too. It's a it's a term now, you know. It's eco anxiety is when you are when you worry a lot or all the time about the environment or the future of the planet. And a lot of people seem to be suffering from it these days. So I'm glad to hear it's not happening to you all day <laughs> because it does for some people. Yes. It's easy to fall into an spiral of listening the news all day about talking about climate change and, and then feeling uh, disempowered to be able to do anything and then it, it, it gets worse and then you get guilty and and it's just like a, a cycle of, of disempowerment that, that you kind of lose your agency to, to really see that you can do something about it. Yeah, sometimes it feels like you can't. It's so big. It's mm. so big that it's so hard to know where to even begin. That's why we're here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to give people bite size of things that are not so overwhelming that you actually can do. Right. Do you know there's some terminology associated with eco-anxiety? There's nope. some new words, and they're kind of hard to say and kind of hard to spell. But there's one of them that's solsalgia, S-O-L-S-A-L-G-I-A, and it's it's to um, used to describe emotional distress about climate change. Solsalgia, um, okay. Solsalgia, and then uh, the other one is called topophilia, which mm -hmm. is T-O-P-O. P-H-I-L-I-A, and that's to describe your bond with the environment, um, your your emotional ties to a place, so mm -hmm. to a particular yes. place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Philia means love, Philia. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and relationships, so yeah. Yeah, so I didn't even know there were words associated with that until I started looking up. Their actual terminologies that have evolved because of how worried people are about the planet. Yeah. I read a, a book from Solnik, uh, Rebecca Solnik, that speaks about us in the moment of crisis. Mm. And what she found out with her research was that in, in a moment of panic or in a moment of crisis, people tend to paralyze themselves. And what she mm. found out was exactly the opposite, that people tend to get focus on action and act to solve 
problems. When when I was reading and I, and I read all other people and articles about it, and and it gives me hope because it means that if everyone acts, this big big problem can be reduced to what we can do, we actually can do, and hope. Yeah, sometimes I say we're not human beings, we're human doings. <laughs> so there are, there are four things that we can do if you're feeling anxious about eco-anxiety. Mm-hmm. What are them? And the, the first one is to talk about it, like we're doing today, Enma, yeah. is to talk about your feelings. And, and sometimes you can get some, you can find out other people feel the same way, which as you say, can can bring up ideas and maybe you can do something about yeah. it. Well, I feel I feel really well when, when I'm having these conversations with you and with the rest. It's, it feels like it doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. It brings to the present moment and between the two of us can come up with something that we certainly can't do. Right. The second thing you can do is to take a break because sometimes it's everywhere. Like you say, it's on the news, it's in the papers, it's it's everywhere. And sometimes it's time to do something fun or <laughs> do something else, um, play with a puppy. I don't know, but yeah, do something different. that is different. Take a walk, watch something on TV, go out with your friends, yeah. um, take your mind off the environment for a little while. Yeah. Uh, I feel that one could be really, really interesting because one of the things that I I do when when I feel like that is to go to the garden and that relationship with nature it come down because that somehow I feel that I'm not alone doing this that we are working with nature to solve the problem. It's not just humans in charge. It's like right. ev- everyone is doing their part. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing is uh, to keep a healthy routine for yourself because there are things we can't control, but there are things we can control. Yeah. And so do what you can do, you know, move around, go to your garden, get enough sleep, eat well, <laughs> yes. do some yes. things that you can do to make yourself feel better inside. And then maybe you'll be um, calmer and able to take some action. Mm-hmm. And, and some some people go even farther and say that if you are calmer if you that's your energy out also that it makes a difference i agree absolutely Mm -hmm. well and the last thing is that um you can do something (laughs) you can do something do what you can do so make one small little tweak today when you finish listening to this, do one little tiny thing that's yes. good for the environment, good for the planet. And uh, if everybody would do that, then we'd be a little farther along, right? <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. And and I mean, we are a billion in the planet. Imagine a billion people doing something, mm-hmm. even if little. That would make <laughs> a difference, <laughs> I'm sure. What are you going to do today, Enma? I am going to... Have a cold shower. Oh, have a cold shower. Oh, you're brave. (laughs) (laughs) I like that kind of every day. It's energetic and and it makes me feel I'm caring for me and caring for the planet. So, Wow. Wow. 
I'm I'm inspired by you. I'm going to go out and do my garden. I'm going to go out and plant some, I don't know, broccoli rob or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, here it's a little bit late and it's going to be, uh, it's sunsetting right now, so. Ah, ah, right. We're on different sides of the world. Well, thanks for this conversation, Emma. Thank it's been you. Great. Thank you, Jen. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Linda. <laughs> Linda, I have a question for you. Do you like mushrooms? Uh, yes, as long as oh. they're not growing in my garden. I like mushrooms. <laughs> You're a gardener, I hear. Yes, yes, yeah. I am. Me too. I love it. Well, did you know that there is a woman in Washington State, which is not very far from where I am, who is in the Guinness Book of Records because she made a canoe out of fungus. Wow. <laughs> Something called mycelium, which is a kind of fungus. And and it took a long time to grow all this stuff to make this canoe, but there's pictures in our, our daily emails that you can sign up for. And it's really quite a fascinating story. Her name is Katie Ayers. And the interesting thing about fungi is that we don't think about it as much as we should. Again, going back to the fridge story, that's the kind of fungus I don't like, that and <laughs> stuff in my garden. <laughs> I didn't know a whole lot about fungi either, except that apparently, aside from making canoes out of it, you can make sustainable packaging and eco-friendly building materials and things like living coffins and tools that you can make. Have you heard of the book Finding the Mother Tree? The name's familiar, but I have you read it? I'm reading it right now, and it's mm. by a woman named Suzanne Samard, who works at the University of British Columbia. And she's learned so much about how trees communicate, and apparently they communicate through a system of fungi, which is also fascinating. Not your garden variety mushrooms either, but the stuff that grows down in the roots is the way that trees communicate. So I didn't know all of this, but I'm thinking that there's so much more to learn about what fungus can do, and there's lots still to be discovered. Apparently, it can take pollutants out of our planet. So I, I don't know. I never thought of it too much. Like you said, you thinking about it uh, in the back of your fridge, that that kind of fungus. It's interesting that you mentioned the coffins because I had seen a woman speak about a living shroud. The funeral industry creates uh, a lot of carbon. People think, oh, I'm not going to get buried. I'm going to be cremated. But that has a huge impact on the environment. So there's this alternative of being wrapped in a shroud with this mycelium and so it returns you to the earth much more quickly than being embalmed and buried or, and then, like I say, doing the cremation option. So anyway, that's a whole another thing about mycelium, but that's what I know about fungus. This is something that I've seriously looked at for my own end of life wishes. That's, that's fascinating actually, because that would work a whole lot better than even the linen or the cotton alternatives that I've heard people talking about as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's a whole other topic, isn't it? For another day on, on cremation and 
the carbon that that puts into the air. That's a really good thing to think about. So what should we ask people to think about today as far as mycelium and mushrooms and (laughs) fungi goes? I think as you are appreciating the tree in front of your house or on your walk, that there is a lot more going on below the ground than we might imagine. And that is a huge part of what allows us to continue to live on this earth is that interconnectedness. It's actually a life-giving force. I love that. I love that. The interconnectedness. Mm -hmm. We're all connected. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Linda. This is great. Thanks, Jen. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again as together we can change the world.